Hey everybody, welcome into Roosters in Columbus, Ohio. It's Letterman Live. I am Austin Ward, joined again by Stephanie Odie. She's got some really interesting things to tell us that she just yeah. Breaking today. news. Breaking oh news. my god. Yeah, those Buckeyes down there, Doug Worthington and Justin Zwick. Uh, it is defensive backs week at Letterman Row. There's there been go. lots of it's award list season as uh, <clears throat> some people keep trying to make sure that we can have college football and pretend like it's normal, but I mean I can't even start this show another way at Roosters. I mean, Steph just walks in and says, mm. guys, <laughs> Justin Fields is gone. Fields like, is like, Gandhi. Like, what do you want to see to it's my breaking news? Do you want to see my head explode? You guys, like, yeah. That was me. Okay, so the backstory is I knew I was coming on here 40 minutes ago while I was on the treadmill. I got ready fast, was coming here fast, and I get an ESPN notification saying Spencer cleared it up if <laughs> Justin Fields leads. I only read... Justin Fields leaves Ohio State, and I'm freaking out. I'm walking in to go do this. I'm like, guys, do we have breaking news? Is there a right. season? I was, I had a bit of a heart attack. But now, it would have been great to, whew. you know, all be in one place to have a rapid it reaction if Justin great. Fields leaves. But I don't think I would be sitting on this patio oh, gosh. with the mac and cheese bites out for Schlegs who's mm. not here. Like, my heart Justin's is still the, coming The biggest down. story in college football had just happened. Like, I, I don't know. I, the timing I feel like you just made weird. it up to come mess with me. I don't know. Uh, no, I was. Oh, the, I had to. Threw you off your game I came we to the right started. people to clear it up, but I misread the first two-letter word. If <laughs> that right there should tell you just like the oh. whole concept of just wrapping your head around the magnitude of what that would have been. Yes. But like, what's going on in today's age? Like anything could happen that fast. Right. You know, it could be something that comes from the government or something that comes from uh, ESPN when it comes down to a season being canceled. So. I think all our heart rates is still a little bit up oh, wow. when it comes down to that topic that you brought into us. But, oh, I mean, man. it's just kind of where we're at today in today's world. Yeah, because we've heard about it. You know, these guys, these stars, if there's no season, they're probably not going to play again for their colleges. So, yeah. you know, it's like, does he or his people know something we don't? You know, yeah, he's stepping out already. He's signed with an agent already. Yeah, you're right. Thanks, thankfully, it was nothing. And, you know, that's, that's an interesting part to consider with this. Like, I think it's one complication why there won't be a spring season. The NFL is not going to be top of mind for these athletic directors. That That's part of it. You're going to lose players, mm-hmm. and that would hurt. I wonder about how many people would make that decision not to play in the spring. Justin Fields oh, is going to be a top-five pick. All right, not a lot to risk. You know, Josh Myers, Sean Wade, Wyatt Davis, they already would have been drafted last year. So, mm-hmm. to me, in my mind, I think, well, if I'm a first-round pick, I probably wouldn't want to risk it in the spring and go through draft prep. Draft prep. But, mm-hmm. you know, they also chose to stay – because the window of opportunity to win an award, to win a national championship, right. is small. I can't, I can't make a blanket statement that all these guys would leave. Yeah, fair. I mean, but when it comes down to their ultimate goal at Ohio State and the caliber that these guys are at, uh, you almost got to hint <laughs> at the fact of just kind of shutting it all down and just getting ready for that next league. Playing in the spring that close to a combine or that close to your dreams uh, would be even more catastrophic if you even roll an ankle. So I remember when McCaffrey was one of the first guys to be in Stanford and say, hey, I'm done. I'm going to shut it down for the bowl season. And we're all like, what? But <laughs> you've seen what he was able to do during that mm-hmm. offseason, how his draft stock went up, and now the success he had in the league. And that's what everybody's mindset is on. Yeah, and, it, and then another th- thing, too, that is – who knows if we even play in the spring, you know? Yeah. So all these guys are going to say, well, they keep dragging this thing on and on. You know, these numbers keep going where they're going. Who knows what's going to happen? I'm just getting out of here. You know, the NFL is going to go on their, about their business more than likely. I'm trying to get there. That's been my lifelong dream. You know, I'm not, I'm not risking coming back here and not playing a spring season. I just right. I gave away six months. I could have been training to, to go live my dream. So, you know, that's another thing to think about. That's got to be so frustrating for these guys that, 
you know, Sean Wade would have been drafted, could already have signed that deal, got a signing <clears> bonus. <throat> Josh Myers, same deal. Wyatt Davis. I mean, these guys made a decision because they love being at Ohio State, yeah. but also because they had the bad taste, uh, you know, from the Fiesta Bowl and want to win a national championship. You know, Steph, you've talked to these guys. They all really loved being here and had more to accomplish, and they suddenly they don't know if they have that opportunity. Yeah, you guys broke the Sean Wade coming back situation, but it brings up an issue of film, and if they only had the past years and then they entered the draft, Sean could have shown his, his different ways he could be in the back there. Yeah. Like, he, they used him because they had Damon Arnett, they had Okuda. So I feel like if he played this season – He'd be more versatile. They maybe place him in different places because they didn't have all of that talent mm-hmm. in the back. So, if he were to go into the draft without this season, I mean, he's limited in where he plays back there. But then it could the guys who come back on other teams, maybe the people who are recruiting for him, they have that film right. of what he wants to show. So, I mean, it's just you're kind of gambling on yourself if you stay or if you go. And so he, he chose to come back and then this happens. I mean, that I feel awful for him. And that obviously this applies to a number of other professions where you don't, you just, you don't know professional uncertainty. We didn't, nobody thought this was ever going to happen. Mm -hmm. Everything shuts down. But if we're, we're a football show and we're talking about football players, they made that bet on themselves. And then suddenly the whole equation changed and there's no way, there's no way back out of it. You know, you're, you're stuck. And you have to wait until government officials decide if you can play or not. Right. And this That's... this part of it is just – I can't even imagine what they're thinking because for Sean Wade, for Justin Fields, those are millions of dollars that millions we're talking about. Right. No, um, hit it right on the head. I mean, this is the uncertainty that mm-hmm. we've never kind of expected. You can never ex- expect a pandemic to be able to cause such mayhem in the sporting world. You know, when it comes down to, you know, how the fall normally is set up, we kind of know that this is camp season. This is kind of going into the, you know, the regular season. We're thinking about, you know, the the, the, the out-of-conference games and just how big and all the accolades that these guys are looking forward to trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. But now we're just trying and hoping and praying just to have a conference season, just to have 20 people in the stadium – and just to have some normalcy. Um, America definitely needs uh, sports, especially football, mm-hmm. when it comes down to what Saturdays are made up and then those Sundays. Um, and to have this type of tipsy-turvy when, you know, one word or one letter could be off and you're looking at a, a whole different <laughs> column of just emotions and feelings about somebody leaving that's not going to play in their college career. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think none of us do. Mm-hmm. I mean, but at the end of the day, the uncertainty has caused for all the just energy in all areas to kind of just be ramped up a lot. Justin and I were talking about that before we started. It would just be helpful to know. Now we're in the middle of July. Mm -hmm. You know, the timeline has been kicked back several times. And, you know, Big Ten finally made the move to go to conference only. I personally think it's in college football's best interest to say, if we're going to play it all this fall, we need to do it as early as possible. I know that there, you can make a case either way, push it back, get more time, see what happens with the numbers. But I don't think they're going to change dramatically enough Mm -hmm. for this, this, this sport. Uh, contact close quarters 22 right. guys on the field either you can play in uh, on week zero september one or you can't i don't see how october 1st is going to be any different how do you bubble these guys how do you do i mean well look at this now i mean we got kids eight nine ten eleven twelve years old playing baseball right you know it's not a contact sport but they're still in a dugout together they're yep. still you know in huddles together they're still around each other so you're saying it's okay for that, for that to happen, but because it's a contact sport, these guys are putting their lives on the line anyways, playing the sport in general. Yeah. 
but what changes about some of them being, you know, positive test, uh, you know, if, if we're able to do it all summer long, why can't we just go and put that into football and say, all right, this is what we're doing. I know there's a lot more people, you know, and there, there's more stuff or that goes into that, but you know, if it's okay for one, it's got to just, we just got to move forward and just go with it and just let these kids play and say, you know, if somebody doesn't feel good about it, okay, Don't you still have it. your scholarship. Yeah. You know, we're not going to come at you. That's fine. That's your decision. We understand it, but we're going to move forward. And, you know, when you're ready and you feel good about it, come on, you know, we'll talk. Uh, you know, the NCAA would have to come up with something for that, I'm sure. But um, it's just, uh, I, I don't know how the inconsistencies are just tough. And professional sports are still figuring yeah. it out. I mean, right. they have an MLS bubble, mm-hmm. an NBA bubble, and there's still tests yeah. being positive. So, I mean, I know the NCAA said that they're going to model their fall off of kind of how these pro leagues are doing, but there's no foolproof plan. Even Mm-mm. if you're in a bubble, no. the workers at Disney are still coming in and out. So in life, there's no right. foolproof, you know, right. I mean, that's just life. You Even know? if there's a vaccine, who's to say every single yeah. person gets People it. get the flu shot every year. They still right. get the flu. Uh, it's just the way things go. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's tough because you do have kids and you don't want to put them in positions where something bad does happen. But I've, I've I played with guys who are paralyzed today because they're playing football. You're right. You know, I mean, serious stuff happens. I mean, out concussions. There. I mean, that's been out there for. Yeah, I mean, goodness, that's always out there. It, it is, and it's in every sport. You know, it's not just football, but right. you know, there's just there, there's risks everywhere, and uh, I don't know when we became such a society of man, we can't do anything. Yeah. You know, until we know all this risk is gone, now, and now, it's just tough. My take on it is probably like the politics of things. You know, when it comes down to, you know, some concussions and something, we, we know those catastrophic things are able to happen, but now we're going against a different beast that we just kind of kind of wait and just see what they're allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, even NCAA, they got to wait to the, 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 you know, the government and the, the CCCA and all these other different people to kind of put their touch on the whole spin and what it looks like down the road, listen to science and then listen to our leadership in the country. So, so many different moving parts that a university has to make sure that, hey, these are voluntary. They don't have to be here. We're going to shut it down. When it comes down to the season, we rather you guys kind of tell us what we can do, and then hopefully we got the things behind it to kind of get it the way it needs to. But it's just like no car, no no holds bar. Like nothing <laughs> is certain right now. Yeah. We, we have no certainty, and that's what we as humans need especially with our love of football. And it's kind of got everybody in an uproar. And we really want the safety of the kids, but we want entertainment. We want some normalcy. We want to go back out and just have our lives to be mm-hmm. able to resume the way that we think it should. But, I mean, we got to kind of sit down and realize that we, uh, we're we in a moment. We're in some history. Yeah. Ironically, I think the thing that fans love the most about sports is the uncertainty. Yeah. Anything mm-hmm. can happen. The underdog yeah. can win. But right now, I, I, I don't think the uncertainty is a fan favorite. Not it's not it's interesting to see how they've, they've handled it all, too, because – you know, we were talking in June about the return to play model and it, there was going to be two weeks of this and it, that's all voluntary, uh, quote unquote. Then you go into mandatory eight hours with coaches, which started for Ohio State last week after the shutdown. But now they're being careful because they're saying, well, all of this is still voluntary. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten said that you're not you don't have to do anything that you don't want to. We can't mandate that anyone comes to do this with the eight hours of instruction. And so even their word choice that they've normally always used and they were planning to use this year, they've had to say, well, we need to come. They didn't know what to call it last Mm -hmm. week. They're like, you know, reaching out. And I was talking to people at Ohio State about it. Well, you can't you can't call these, you know, mandatory workouts. Right. Okay, well, what do you what do you want me to call it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have that's, a, yeah. well, that's been that's been a game they play a long time <laughs> uh, back back when we were there. But, but yeah. their point their yeah. point for yeah. these was yeah. now everyone has the option mm-hmm. to not play. Well, 
guess what? You had that before. Yeah. 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 That's the way life works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but now it's like a magnifying yes. glass on it, right? Because, you know, you got grandparents that you think about and you love, or you got this situation that's affecting home. So now, you know, people are turning on the news. They're turning on their options. And they're like, wait a minute. So I don't have to come. And back in the day when we didn't have to come, it was like an older guy saying, like, no, you no, don't you have got, to you, come yeah. because, you know what I mean? If you don't come, then we're going to you know, knock on your door and mm-hmm. we're going to make sure. Oh, yeah. So it's just a different type of situation yeah. that we're, we're we're dealing with um i don't know exactly you know what's right i i, I were actually a kid named antonio Shelton, who's a columbus kid who's a, a deepest alignment at penn state is around the corner at home um we got a little bit of work in yesterday trying to keep his hands right and keep his mind right but it's one of those things where he can't go back because uh of the parameters of what happened of him not testing positive but having like a false positive or mm-hmm. then somebody at penn state um testing positive so now it's like do he even come come back because he's getting good work at home yeah. it's one of those things where like people are at limbo but you know everybody still wants football but they want to make sure that they're safe so ugh, what do you say what do you do for it i don't know i wish there was an answer i wish yeah. I had. <laughs> there won't be one so let's just pretend that there is one yes and the schedule is going to be played it's defensive backs week steph was talking about the decision for sean wade and that chance this year he has to be the primary outside corner to take over that akuda role if we're talking just about Sean Wade, for me, I think that that's a fascinating conversation because I think what he did in the slot, the ability to also play sometimes as if he was a safety, mm-hmm. to help against the run, I think he was that chess piece that really made Ohio State click. We talked about Pete Warner being one last week, but Sean Wade yep. was the same thing. Right. I wonder how hard it will be for Kerry Combs, uh, for Matt Barnes, for Greg Madison to look at Sean Wade's versatility and resist the temptation to want to keep moving him around Mm -hmm. because a big part of his decision was that he wanted to boost the stock and be a first-rounder by playing outside. Mm -hmm. I wonder how they'll balance that. I think that all depends on uh, these young guys they got coming in. Um, You know, a lot, you know, just broke, what, over the weekend. You know, you get a big flip from from Clemson coming here. Uh, So I think, you know, a lot of that is if they can get him in to camp and, you know, or whatever, you know, as as it goes on, um, see how these young guys do. because they haven't stopped recruiting. They got players. You know, we've seen it. We, we have a guy leaving the first round next year. You know, we do it again. Um, I think it's huge to have the versatility. And I think coaches probably sit him down and say, listen, yeah, we want to get your, you know, we want we want you to play out here to show you can do it. But when we're able to do different packages and kind of mix things up and show your versatility where, hey, we can take him from out here, lockdown corner, bring him in here play a different defense around him and have him do something special there. Yeah. How does that, how does an NFL team not look at that and say, we got to get this guy, <laughs> right. you know, like, man, we saw, we see him out here locking down and then he can go and play a couple other positions, you know, in the secondary and, and play well and, and, and be that veteran leader still from those positions. Mm-hmm. I think that speaks volumes for, for coaches in the NFL because they want guys that can do it all. They right. want you to play special teams. They want you to be able to bounce around and do different things. So I, I think, you know, once he gets over the fact of, you know, I, I came back for this. This is what I want to do. And he see, realizes, you know, maybe by talking to the right people or, you know, he just came back from the NFL, his his position coach. Yeah. yeah. Say, listen, <laughs> I would love a guy who could do this, this, and this, and this right. and do him at a high level. This is what you need to be doing. How do you not listen to that guy? Isaiah Simmons, I play defense. 
Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so Sean, the thing about Sean is, uh, like you said, his versatility is is, is remarkable. Um, but, you know, again, according to the Big Ten officials, we might, we might not know what we're doing at DB, but DBU has been Ohio State. So <laughs> mm -hmm. we have the formula of how to put those guys into the first round. So when it comes down to having Kerry back and his experience and his knowledge, um, just giving him just a, a little bit of, of, of hope of showing the, the, the range could be like this monumental form. You know, the more you can do in the NFL, because at the end of the day, you might not come in there and plug in right away. Uh, but if you can play a little bit of safety, if you can blitz mm -hmm. off the edge like we've seen him being able to do many a times last year, he can show uh, just the value of bringing him in the first round and keeping that pedigree mm -hmm. going. I don't think it's going to stop no time soon for Ohio State. Pandemic season, no season. They know what he can do on film. Mm -hmm. I think he's ready to top three cornerback-wise. And then when it comes down to maybe that, you know, that jump as far as that whatever offseason looks like and, and, and combines, whatever workout look like he's going to make it and still keep that legacy going yeah it was pretty clear how different that defense was once Sean oh, Wade was gosh. out in the yeah, festival right. no doubt yeah. and Combs likes to have two safeties so I'm kind of curious as to see how they go with that I know defense last season kind of played with the options that they had I mean they had so much talent back there but there's a little bit of a drop off this season so it'll be interesting to see how they play that one out yeah they've gone they've gone through this a number of times before Kerry Combs one of the few coaches that you're ever going to find who has had you know this many first round draft picks, but also had to replace two at once before. Mm -hmm. We're talking about you know the years going by with Gary on Conley and Marshawn Lattimore, and well then Denzel Ward and 2016. And, you know, like, it's mm -hmm. it's crazy the amount of talent that he's been able to replace. You know there was that that lull I think there a couple years ago when he was gone. First year wasn't what you expected, but it's it's ticked right back up, and partly because of guys he re recruited like mm -hmm. Jeff Okuda and Damon Arnett. I think that these guys, you know, Spencer Holbrook and I have talked about this in our position preview. I like Cameron Brown a lot. Nice. If you put him out there, you know, he's got all the speed that you need. He's got the right amount. You know, he's got the confidence. You can see him uh, starting to talk a little bit more on social media, which these guys, the <laughs> BIA That's unit, the they like mm -hmm. to they like to talk like out there. Jay Z knows that they're right. chirping. Oh yeah, but they chirp. But I'll give I'll give it to Spencer, and I, I, it's not that I don't think Seven Banks is going to be a star either, because that dude. Uh, showed back up to the Woody last month and looked like he'd put on 25 more pounds of muscle. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. but you know you got three guys there again. They want to mm -hmm. rotate, so they're going to need both of them and maybe some maybe some young guy off the bench. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, that's what you want. I mean, uh, keep rolling those guys through, keep them fresh. Uh, when it comes down to being on an island uh, and 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 playing the type of defense Ohio State are good at playing. I mean, back in my days, having Malcolm Jenkins, having uh, Anderson Russell, uh, Chimney Chekwa, having those different bodies that can play in different areas. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, when they was out there, when it comes down to making a tackle or when it comes down to shoring up their side and keeping the edge, they were powerful in the way that they, they, they played. So having depth at all positions has been Ohio State strength. That's when it, something happens, an injury, you know, you could pop somebody in there and there's no type of drop off. Mm -hmm. So having Wade as that premier guy um, in the DBU, like Ohio State has been, those other guys will raise the bar. The pass rush will be there. Coach Johnson will make sure those guys get to those guys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the linebacker core might be the strongest as it's ever been with, with Barron be back there in the senior year. Mm -hmm. So I think the defense is going to be some, uh, some problems, definitely. I can't ever believe it, Jay-Z, when they have these DBU arguments. Huh. And it's like, oh, it's Texas, it's Florida, it's LSU. Like, I don't. It's mind blowing. It's isn't not it? any of them. People just are haters. How can you possibly look at the results from the last twenty years and come to a different conclusion? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's sometimes they put out the graphic and they don't even have Ohio. They don't even put them on there because they know you just can't do it because you can't compare 
It's nuts. I feel like it's kind of like what happened with the Big Ten all decade. Oh, yeah. They just what? don't. It happens with everything. They know they're States. so good. Oh, mm-hmm. we have to give everybody attention. It's like the participation trophy. Yeah, we are it's our first like, coach of the year. When was you're last dominant, year. they just can't pick you all the time, and it's like yes. why? Since they Earl need Bruce, a story. They need a story to talk about. You know, when when it comes down to hating mm-hmm. Ohio State, you gotta appreciate it. When it comes down to being a big dog in the Big Ten, we've been that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when it comes down to a DBU argument, even though the numbers <laughs> and the facts are there, I mean, I got guys that I played with, you know, a decade ago that still have some good. Longevity in their career in Mm -hmm. the NFL. The number, the men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. And at the end of the day, when we get those gold jackets five, ten years from now, and then they crown us DBU, we'll have another uh, conversation to talk about. I think it was a lie by exclusion. Like I remember the graphic. I think Pantone updated at one point. It had Texas and LSU like first round picks and all Americans and. And they just added a third just category. Third oh, you, you left out the one that has more in yeah. every single one. Like, it's mind-blowing. It, I don't get it. They want to yeah. strike up the Twitter conversation. Mm-hmm. That's also Well, why. they know our that's, fans are crazy, so they're going to get all the clicks, like and they're going to get all the stuff. Right. They're just they're, they're bringing people in. Yeah. It's they're like, how them. is Ohio State an underdog so often? I mean, <laughs> people just want them to lose. I just so don't bad. get it. <laughs> they want us to go down. It's amazing. Well, one of the most dominant programs yet. There's always a chip on the shoulder. Like, oh, there's something to prove. But. Historically, they've been dominant. I guess if we wanted to expand our reach for Letterman Live at Roosters, we would just start talking about how Ohio State isn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all these <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> Michigan is, I mean, they should win the Big Ten this, this is year. Yeah. James Franklin is a great coach. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very scared of yeah. James Franklin. talent? Yeah. Oh, my God. Exactly. Look it, out. It is, it's unbelievable. Rutgers Maryland is recruiting at such a high level. Yeah. Rutgers got a big one over the weekend. we got to have a story. We guess what? Story. We're going to tell the truth on this show. Yeah. Ohio <laughs> State's pretty damn good. Yeah, they're, so they're the best. that way. Yeah. Not, we're not going to pretend otherwise. We are going to take a quick break. We're going to have some mac and cheese bites in honor of Slags missing this one. Doug will dig in for that. Uh, We'll be right back after a quick break. Hey, everybody. Welcome into Roosters, my favorite spot on Olentangy River Road. A fun, casual update with our good friend Nicole Cox. It's July, and we've got some special promotions going out to get people out and enjoying the good food here. What do we got coming? So we're very, very excited about this. We've been wanting to do this, you know, ever since all of this change has kind of started. Um, We are doing a thank you celebration to everyone. Um, To us, everybody in the community is a hero. Truly a hero. Um, From moms and dads to first responders, healthcare workers, everyone to us is a hero. So we want to thank everyone and all of our loyal guests for their being on generous support during these difficult times um, and so we're doing that by offering 20% off for dine-in and carry-out to everyone every Tuesday in July so you come in and basically it's a day we just want to celebrate everyone celebrate all the heroes show our appreciation to the community and we're doing that by offering 20% off I like that it's both because some people still aren't ready to go out and eat and that's mm-hmm. fine so the carry-out's been working got the online ordering going yes but you guys have also been doing because we've been in here now for i don't know five or six weeks inside table spaced out all the servers wearing masks like it it, we've been staying on the patio which is always open come sit out here if you can like yeah so you guys have all those bases covered to get people any way that they want out here we we are doing the best we can we're following the guidelines we are going above and beyond with sanitation um and we just appreciate everyone just bearing with us through all of this (laughs) and their support because it's a it's a change for everyone so we thought we'd add some excitement and throw some celebration in there we really (laughs) want this to be a celebration of everyone and so yeah every tuesday in july 20 percent off Based to everyone. 
and you've still got, you know, the golf tournament might be coming up, Roosters Foundation, still trying to find ways to stay active and we enjoy are. interesting We really time. are. Um, we are. We've decided we are still going to have our annual charitable event um, of the golf outing, and um, we've gotten the same sponsors we've had every year, and a huge thank you to all of them. So they've been wonderful, and we will see how it goes. <laughs> it's going to look different. Hey, we all have to get creative right now, but it's really awesome what's going on here. July, Tuesdays, don't miss it. Uh, we're obviously here on Mondays, but uh, if you can't join us, come the next day. It might be better that way anyway, a little <laughs> yeah. bit cheaper and save some money and still get the same great food. Nicole, always great to catch up. Come uh, take advantage of that at Roosters, a fun casual joint all month of July. All right, welcome back into Roosters as we roll on here on Letterman Live. Uh, Steph's still calming down from breaking that news for us. And her, hey, hey, I thought we were going to have to have her like break down that whole workout the way that Schlegs does. I almost grabbed her phone and threw it on the ground just in case she was getting ready to tweet something. I like, no, don't picture. do it. I don't took do a it. picture of my treadmill just to prove at 12.03. <laughs> just to prove that she worked out. We've already heard this. Uh, yeah, I eight, eight, eight and a half a, minute miles. Came in, attack and dominate. Yeah. I came here within an, an hour. But did you have a flat back and bent knees as you were running? Got to properly hype it. You made it happen. We appreciate you. You just came in with that fire, so we just got to, like, all yeah. cool down. From the treadmill to getting here to changing, getting dressed, to seeing the fake news, it was, like, was a lot. it was a lot in a one well, hour for right, me. We right. can't say that it was fake news. I think it well, was yeah. misread. It, it was misread news, but I went directly to my resource, Austin, to confirm. Always double-check your facts. There you go. Get your sources. I was yeah. about to say, if you were so left and didn't tell me first, I was going to have some <laughs> Were you going to take that personal? I was going to be like, Fields, you didn't prep me was on that. Was that your that. boy or something? I mean, what? If he told you first, then I would be like, okay, yeah. fine, so what, are, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, all right, so, that. I mean, Justin Fields, he's the, he's the odds-on <laughs> favorite. If they play the season, mm -hmm. win the Heisman. I was thinking about this during, you know, watch list season. If you can only pick one of these Buckeyes who are up for an, a major award this year, is he the safest bet, or would you go somewhere else? Because I'll just start. I think that Josh Myers winning the Remington. <clears throat> I do believe that Fields will win the Heisman, but if I had to say which one is the safer bet, I would take Josh Myers. I think he's far and away the best at his position, and winning a position award is going to be a little bit easier than being the best player in all of college football. I agree with you on that, and not even necessary because it's probably going to be a little bit easier, but the, the guy threw two interceptions last year. What, what was it? Two or three? Three. One yeah. during yeah, three. the regular yeah, two, season. Two and two in the last one game. One in the yeah. regular season. So he had three. Yeah. I'm not a betting man, <laughs> but I'm guessing he's probably going to throw a, little, a couple more than that this year because yeah. that's just how it goes, right? I mean, Lord, Lawrence, 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 Lawrence did it already. I mean, he had a great yeah. first year, came back, and people are, what did they say at the beginning of last year on Trevor Lawrence? Ooh, I don't know. This yeah, guy, yeah, he's already yeah. thrown more interceptions than he hurt? did. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's yeah. wrong with him? Right. So as soon as something like that happens, it's just, you know, well, that's how it goes. And then he'll calm down because he's going to try and make every stinking throw. You know, that's just how we are. Right. And it's not going to always work. And it's not always going to be perfect. And when as soon as that happens, that national media that we were just talking about, it turned. Oh, Justin, they figured him out. He there can't play quarterback anymore. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and that's all we're going to hear. So I think it's going to be harder for him to have a perfect season like he did last year to, you know, have no blemishes and then take it all the way. So I think it will be much harder. It does. So you've also got Wyatt Davis there. He can win, you know, the Outland. Uh, who else can we throw in there? Sean Wade, maybe a yeah. Thorpe Award. Right. Um, 
I mean, all the, all, three, I mean, all three starting linebackers are on the Butkus watch list, man. which is pretty crazy. You talked about Baron Browning. Do we have any receivers that might pop out? I mean, if they have big years, well, that was that was the other thing I tweeted this. I mean, I'm sure they're not on a list. They but. did. They didn't have two guys on the Blitnikoff, so there. I think ESPN or, or Fox made the same graphic. Like, who's the best wide receiver group in the country this year? And they didn't have Olave and Garrett Wilson. My old. <laughs> what? Okay, uh, I'll take those two over anybody you yeah. got on that list. So. Sometimes you don't have to be on the watch list to win it. Although, as I've said I mean, before on the show, it very much helps. Because a lot of people don't even watch the games. So, uh, who was on at the beginning of the year? How many, how many yards are they have? Well, okay, vote for him. That's how silly those My awards thing, can be. I hope the, the Big Ten conference games are very competitive. Um, that fields have some real meaningful minutes. That those offensive linemen have some real meaningful minutes. Just because, as you know, this season with just playing in-conference games can go real lopsided. Yeah. And we can have mm-hmm. some third quarters where we don't see fields. And we just get ready for whatever happens whenever it happens. That's a great so point. So it's one of those things yeah. where if those numbers are well, if we're not blowing teams out, or maybe if we are blowing teams out by 50 and Day wants to put him in that position to obviously help his stock and help recruiting, you never know. But, I mean, we have a plethora of talent. Um, we're never going to get the the just do. I mean, but at the end of the day, it's great conversation pieces that guys that are, are, that, are that we know are going to have some great NFL careers are going to get a little bit of a slide of a stick just because we are Ohio State. That's a great point, Doug. Sorry, Steph, to interrupt there, but – I remember asking Justin Fields that when they left at Rutgers. It was the third or fourth game that he had already missed the entire second mm-hmm. half. People asked me, like, if he played a full season, you know, could he do something like Joe Burrow? Well, if he had played a full season last year and had played with a defense that was as terrible as LSU's, he would have blown out right. Joe Burrow's numbers. His pace was much higher. Right. And the same for J.K. Dobbins. If you got Ugh. those 700 yards that Master Teague had, we're ta- he, mm-hmm. already, he already had over 2,000. Yeah. He could have had 2,700 yards. Again, these are – I mean – yeah, it's not perfect, but it's a lot easier to get those in the th- in the third and fourth quarter mm-hmm. than maybe in the you know those fresh starters. And it's crazy to think about what all of those guys could do, Steph. Well, we were talking about the interceptions with Justin Fields, and when he got that interception in the Michigan State game, he told me that it was almost a relief just to get it out of the way. Like uh-huh. there is a lot of pressure on him, but just knowing like an interception happens in a season, yeah. like yeah. for it's us just to part actually of playing quarterback to think well, that it's going to happen th- that his fan base was actually I, I mean that's just mind blowing <laughs> <laughs> to get one interception. What he they was were, like they were what? just to get it really out of the not. way. I mean, and you think about that, and then not to go down the rabbit hole but let's say it does go spring and these top picks are taken out what does that do to the heisman uh, i mean we're going to be looking at a comp- like a huge drop off in the in the talent gap oh, yeah. so i mean yeah. that will be i mean do they get in the asterisks on their heisman i, know if you have a, I mean that's yeah, a whole different ball game i mean i mean it's you just, still gotta have a heisman you still gotta check out the numbers you, you think you still, still have, have some talent you know, uh, if you look at basketball season last year, like it was nobody or no reigning team that just looked superior. Yeah. Like March Madness was gearing up to be one of the best, mm-hmm. most craziest March Madnesses ever. I, I was looking at Dayton to obviously be maybe in a big dance. Uh, when it comes down to maybe having that spring, the Heisman Committee is still a prestigious place. They don't, they're not going to do no asterisks. Hey, it might be a little <laughs> bit easier opportunity for a defensive guy to kind of make a wave. I mean, if you have like Chase Young with the year he had yeah. against maybe some, you know, subpar quarterbacks who's holding the ball. Oh, yeah. well, you're going to be somebody uh, can get some. You're going to be numbers. seeing a lot of well, now. You're giving freshmen the Micah, and sophomores. Micah, Micah Parsons. You're just starting the hype train up. Listen, listen. When, it, when, it, <laughs> when it comes down to those like, that exciting Heisman talk, um, Ohio State will be in some type of conversation. Hopefully, fills around. Yeah. But hey, a backup or you know what I mean the the the, the, quarter, the running back who came from Oklahoma mm-hmm. might jump crazy. in there and have some crazy uh, stats. It just might be like yeah. a good story, a new kind of story. An underclassman could be the next Archie Griffin to get to right. if well he said. has <laughs> the spring to benefit him without 
all the the top recruits or can the win, top picks. Somebody could win it twice in one year. In one oh, year. Oh gosh. Gosh. That's wouldn't that be That crazy. would be wild. That I, wouldn't be where I'd place my bet. No. Right. I I don't think you can even play in the spring. But that's a whole different topic. Yeah, I think there are too many complications. Mm-hmm. Well, then what are you going to tell the guy the kids last year who lost their spring sport? You're just not going to play again this year? Yeah. Cuz if we can't play football in the fall, how are we going to play another sport in the fall? So you guys are just out of luck two years in a row? Like it's just too hard to do something like that, right? Hard to play anything yeah. if football doesn't exist. Exactly. We're we're gonna have a lot of other problems if well, we don't get anything. Oh yeah. And I just don't see how it's gonna be materially different in February without the other complications with the weather, with scholarship, you know, something's gonna be have to done no be done no matter what with mm-hmm. scholarship restrictions and limitations. But they're gonna be opening up a whole nother can of worms if they play in the spring. I just don't yeah. see it happening. I don't either. So but yeah, I mean that's a whole different <laughs> we'll, we'll have that show <laughs> yeah. later on. Until, yeah, we gotta save something, right? Yeah, we, <laughs> until then, we'll we'll call that a wrap on this one. It's been Letterman Live, brought to you by our friends at Roosters. Don't forget, all month of July, they're saying thanks to the community heroes with twenty percent off. Uh, you can come in, dine in, carry out whatever you want to do. Online mm. order, just enter. Thanks, uh, thanks to Roosters for hosting us. Thanks to Justin Zwick, Doug Worthington, and Stephanie Odie for hanging out with me on Letterman Live. Here, uh, we'll see you again next week. Thanks for watching. Bye bye. <laughs>